Welcome to the Ethos Forum podcast. I'm your host, Mark Douglas. This is part two of my conversation with Professor Sally MacArthur from Swinburne University of Technology in Melbourne. We pick up this conversation when I ask Sally to explain further the notion of entrepreneurial research. This seems to be moving into this area of this culture of entrepreneurial research that many people talk about, but you seem to be actually doing it. Can you tell us about how younger researchers opportunity identify research initiatives and what that term means? Yeah, it's a really interesting way of thinking about starting a PhD. And it isn't suitable for everybody. I've got to say that from the outset. (laughs) Sometimes that gape of the unknown and not knowing what you're going to work on is really difficult and it's it's quite threatening it's threatening to the academics as well because it's not following exactly what I want to do it's actually looking out there and saying well what are the needs in the community we generally try and define it down so when we did the ARC training center in biomedical devices we use this model it's a called it's women a PhD in technology innovation so by definition and title, it already sets it up as something a little bit different. But the first stage was for the students to meet with, we had eight industry partners. They met with our industry partners and the industry said, well, we're curious about these types of areas. This is the framework of what we're able to do as manufacturers or as an industry partner. So this is where our skills lie, but we'd be really interested in hearing about what problems are out there that perhaps we can address. And the would-be PhD students, or those in very early on in their study, they use this information to craft research questions that define their PhD? They went out and talked to people first. They went out and met with clinicians, they met with nurses, they t- spoke to family about the problems they had or the problems they saw in the medical device sector or in health more generally. They then brought those back and they each had to identify 100 needs. How how long does this process take? We used the first nine months of our whole PhD to do this because at the same time they were out looking at different disciplines within their field. They were bringing these ideas back and looking to see what research was needed, whether existing research could solve it, because they still had to frame a PhD. So there had to be enough research need and enough of a problem that they could identify. So in many of these cases, what they did was they looked at the needs and looked at the commonality. What was the thing that was going to have to change or be discovered that could underpin all of these problems being solved? So what's then the role of the supervisor at this stage? At this stage, what we did was actually three of us mentored 10 PhD students through that process. Individually or in a group? Collectively. Collectively. So they did that in groups. Each student was an individual, obviously, within that. They weren't building team projects. No. But they were bouncing off each other. They each had different discipline backgrounds as well. So some of them had computer science or robotics backgrounds. Others were materials people. Some were, we had a social scientist as well. So they just heard different conversations. And so they saw lenses. each other's projects begin to evolve and take shape and saw theirs do the same exactly. in amongst this group. in amongst group. this group. And so as supervisors for that first year, Paul Stoddart, who's a physicist, me as a materials engineer, and Gianni Render, who's a designer, industrial designer, each coached the teams on a weekly basis. So we met with those three or four students each week and cycled through them. So they not only got 
support and ideas and questions, but they saw three very different approaches mm. and three different sets of questions. Mm. And we each would focus on something quite different. And so each time they went through these cycles with us, they would be pitching their ideas for projects and their justification for why this was a good project. And they were shaping it around one of our clients and one of our customers. And then they were pitching those, once we got to them to a point that we felt they were ready to go, they would pitch them to the industry partners. And they would go, yeah, that sounds interesting. Oh, let's explore that one further. That'll never work. I know in the paper, I know in the literature, it looks like that should work, but actually when it comes to manufacturing, you can't make it. So what you're saying now is that the industry partners or the potential industry partners also help shape the question. Absolutely. And they're bringing their expertise from what's viable, what they've also seen out there, who they've spoken Mm. to. So they're bringing a depth of understanding, but they're also asking questions and sending the students going away. Okay, that's interesting. Can you go and find out Mm. this and this and this? Because this is what we need to know to justify that that is a project. So you've really brought the industry partners right inside the tent. Oh, totally. And they're an incredibly... This is not, here's a project from industry, go away and do it. This is a, here's an opportunity, let's match it. This is why you've called it the opportunity identification process. Yes. So now we get that. But this process takes nine months before you start firming up on the research questions for the project? By the end of nine months, you've firmed up all you've and you're doing your confirmation of candidature. So yes. you've actually got a literature review. Okay. You've got all the same mm. points that you would always get okay. to. You've just got to it in a different way. So how far in are you from the first cohort that did this? We've only got one cohort, so yes. they're all handing in right now. They're all finishing their now, PhD right now. Now, I've just had... Well, I've had one hand in and pass already, and then two I've just handed in in the last couple of weeks. And how do you reflect on that process? It has been a really challenging process because one of the joys of working with Paul Stoddart is that he's quite happy to work with the unknowns. Mm. And this team of students, we selected them for their ability to think differently. We selected them probably on the basis that we were taking entrepreneurial students and teaching them how to do research. Rather than trying to get engineering students and expect the process to turn them into entrepreneurs. Yes, and I think that's actually really important. And I had lunch today with one of my students who's now working for the company that he actually did his PhD with, um, developing up the product that he actually developed and got insight for during his PhD. And he basically, reflected on that today was that he's now understands how to bring new research projects from what they're doing and partner with other people outside to get the next stages done. Sally what you've just said is this individual is now working with that company you're actually challenging the assumption that these PhD students will move into academia they're actually carving a path to work in industry. Our whole goal with this PhD program was to create CTOs chief technology officers for companies It was never about being an academic. We are producing papers longer term, but that's our second step. We've, I think, got seven patents out of the nine, ten projects that we've done. We've got one spin-out. We've got a number of products in the market for the companies that they're working with. So the emphasis was always on creating industry-ready graduates from PhDs, that this three-year period is a research training opportunity, but a research in the context and project delivery in the context of commercial industry needs. 
Well, that concludes part two of my conversation with Professor Sally MacArthur. We pick up this conversation in part three when I ask Sally about the measurement of research outputs in an environment focused on research impact.